my teeth and shake a tail fin. A bikini babe catching a roadway. A big surprise, I'm gonna rise and flash my toothpaste. All the buff dudes safe on the beach crew. They're gonna need a bigger boat than bears real soon. I'm a sea king, a CGI thing. I'm here to eat and bear my teeth and shake a tail fin. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Bucket of Chum. As always, I'm your host, Steve Coates, and this week we are talking about 2020's Ouija Shark, directed by Brett Kelly, the same director as Jurassic Shark. And um, the weird thing about this movie is it actually says it was directed by someone named like Scott Patrick in the opening credits. I don't fucking know. But anyways... Before we really get into anything, I do really want to give a couple of shout-outs to some fellow podcasters out there. Uh, first and foremost, the Evil Deaths podcast. If you haven't listened to them, give them a listen. They're a great couple of guys. They kind of just review horror movies and like rate uh, how they thought the deaths were. Um, but they also do movies where there aren't an, a lot of deaths, and they just they talk about the fucking movie and they have a great fucking time. They've been super supportive. Their podcast is really great, too. So be sure to check them out. That's the Evil Deaths podcast. Um, you've probably seen me talk about them on Instagram. But if you haven't, check out the show notes. I'll try to put them down in there so you can link to their show. Um, thanks again, guys, for all the shout-outs that you've been giving me. Greatly appreciated. And it definitely hasn't gone on notice. So, again, thank you so much. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Spoils of Horror, um, Creepy Crap Podcast, the Creepy Cafe Studios. There's so many more. I'm going to try and do shout-outs throughout the beginning of some of my episodes now because you guys really deserve it, and you've been super supportive. So thank you guys so much. And as of this recording, uh, we have our very first uh, Patreon. Uh, thank you to Benji Irwin for signing up for Patreon. Thank you so much for your support. And again, guys, don't forget to head over to patreon.com forward slash bucket of chum to help support the podcast. Again, thank you so much. But... The reason we're here today is we're here to talk about Ouija Shark. So the sequel to this movie just came out earlier this year. Uh, So I wanted to do a review of this movie before I saw the second one. Because the second one, the music is composed by none other than Mike Treblecock, who did the uh, Bucket of Trump theme song. So yeah, I want to do the first one. And then I definitely want to do the second one, because for obvious reasons, right? Uh, So yeah, um... Let's just dive into these poster expectations first. So on the poster, we have like a really hot bikini babe playing Ouija and there's a gnarly kick-ass shark uh, in front of her. The poster art is great. It's absolutely amazing. So I already know that the shark is not going to look this good. This particular bikini babe is not going to be in the movie probably. Expectations wise, I'm expecting a big shark and bikini babe. So Hey, if it delivers on at least those two things, I might just be a happy camper. So as I mentioned, on IMDb, this is directed by Brett Kelly, but in the credits of the movie, it says directed by Scott Patrick. I don't know what's up with that. I don't know. It is what it is, so fuck it. And you know what? I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's dive into the plot. So a woman pulls up in a car. She's in, like, a parking lot, and she's wondering where her friends are. But it's like a parking lot for, um... Like when you're going to the beginning of a trail or something, so it's like all kind of gravel and shit. She texts on her phone for a second, and then she says, Fuck it. Time waits for no man, and neither do I, and starts hiking down a trail. And her name is Jill, I believe. And this line's kind of stupid, because like we'll later find out like she's not waiting on any man. 
So I, that was just very confusing. So as she's heading down the trail, every once in a while she'll stop and text on her phone, and she's like shaking her head the whole time she's doing it. She finally gets to a beach and lays a towel down and strips down to her bikini. Ow, ow! And I am positive this is the same beach from Jurassic Shark. It looks like that same rocky, uncomfortable fucking beach from before. And it's the same director, so I just assume he probably uses the same locations, because why wouldn't you, right? She lays down on the towel for a bit, and then she starts heading into the water. And then we have a shark POV cutting back and forth. She hears something and asks if it's her friend's. And then she feels something touch her leg, and she's like, whoa, what's that? And so she starts to get out of the water, and as she's getting out, she finds a wooden Ouija board floating in the water, and she brings it back to the beach with her. Her phone rings, and she answers, yeah, what? Like, so fucking aggressive. Like, I understand you're mad at your friends, but Jesus, she didn't even know it was her friend. She just picks it up. It's like, what? (laughs) And then she apologizes. Oh, you scared me. I wasn't sure what was going on. And her friends give her directions uh, from where she is to get to where they are. She looks down at the Ouija board for a second, and she decides to take it with her. I mean, this is some serious white people shit right here. Like, nobody else would find a random Ouija board and be like, Oh, hell yeah, this should be a fun time. No. Burn it. Burn it now. And now we're with her friends, and they're arriving at some house, and they're filming with their cell phones, and they go to find the key to the place, and Jill arrives... And one of them is like, it's about time. Like, bitch, you just got there too. Like, stop that shit. And they were talking about how somebody gave them shitty directions too. So, like, everybody's going to be late no matter what. Jill is introduced to Jen, Donna, and Tiffany. Uh, She knows this other girl, Kim, from college, I guess. Anyways, they go inside the house, and some of them head for the pool. And Jill decides that she's going to make drinks for everyone. This one girl, Tiffany, goes outside. And then she just starts, like, creeping on some guy washing his car... And she'll just, like, creepily watch him, like, from around the corner. Then she finally asks him if he needs help, and he says, Yeah, why not? Because that's what you do when you just have a random stranger come up to you asking to wash your car. That's what I do all the time. Like, listen, I get it, she's a hot chick, but, like, red flag, buddy, red flag. (laughs) The rest of the girls are all in the pool, splashing around, being all silly, and drinking drinks, and splashing water on each other. And like, oh my god, don't get my hair wet. (laughs) The girls start making food. Jill goes to lay down. She says she's tired from the walk or whatever. I think she's still just kind of mad at her friend for not giving her good directions. And also, Tiffany is still helping this guy wash his car. And after the time we've spent with the girls, like, it was a montage. They've been doing that for a while. So she's been helping him clean his fucking car, which, it has to be the cleanest fucking car in the neighborhood at this point, because they've been doing it for so fucking long. They're also not doing a great job, if I'm being perfectly honest. Like, they're kind of doing a shit job washing this car. And they're, like, not even talking to each other. They're just chasing each other with a hose and washing and washing. So I assume that this has just been going on the whole time, that they have not actually communicated with each other in any way, shape, or form. There's like, car, yay, I'm in a bikini top now, yay. But yeah, it's just fucking weird. Now we're back at the house, Jill is laying down, and she starts dreaming about finding the fucking Ouija board in the lake. And at the very end of the dream, we see a flash of a shark and Jill wakes up. And now we're back with the girls, and they finish eating up and try to decide what they're going to do for the rest of the night. And Jill says she has an idea, and she brings the Ouija board over, and one of the girls is like, Is that an ooh-ha board? 
and everyone laughs at her, fucking rightfully so, and Jill corrects her, and then she's like, oh, yeah, I knew what it was. I saw the movie. Bitch, if you knew what it was and what... <sighs> stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. And now, also, the board, like, suddenly has a planchette. Like, when Jill found it at the beach, it didn't have a planchette with it, but now suddenly it does. So, magic! They sit in a circle, and they start playing around with it, and they just think it's so fucking cool. And then they ask it if it's a good spirit, and it answers no, and that kind of freaks them out. And then one of them asks how it died, and it just spells out hungry. They ask where it's from, it spells out hungry again. (laughs) So, not only are they communicating with the shark through a fucking Ouija board, the shark is responding somewhat intelligently because it's spelling out a fucking word for them. I I don't know. I don't understand the science behind Ouija Shark. I don't, I don't think Ouija Shark knows the science behind Ouija Shark, so fine, fuck it, I'll let it go. So after it spells out hungry a couple times, then it spells out die, and the planchette and the girl's hands like start going in fucking circles, and there's all this like weird smoke and shit, and Jill tells everyone to hold on and don't let go. And then we see, like, a brief flash of a shark in the middle of the board. And then it stops. One of the girls wants to stop, and Jill then asks, like, which one of them is going to die first. Like, these girls are obviously terrified. This super weird thing just happened. And now she's like, I wonder who's going to die first. And then they're like, okay, fuck this. And they decide to give it up, and they all just leave the board on the ground. So now it's nighttime. Jill wakes up on the couch. And she decides to call her dad. Like, she wakes up, and her first thought is to call her dad. And she tells him she tells him she's had a bad dream. And he comes back with, Dreams can be a door to the unconscious mind. I've told you that before. Tell me about it. Oh, my God. Like, this dude's line deliveries are so bad. But, like, I feel like it's intentionally bad. Like, it does help the movie. But, yeah, it's fucking awful. <laughs> it's just so bad. So, Jill tells him about the Ouija board. And he tells her not to fool around with those things. And she says, oh, dad, it's just a game. Or at least I thought it was. And then she tells him about the board shaking and all that shit. And that, like, he needs to believe her. He does. But he's just not familiar with that sort of manifestation. So he sounds like he might be a little bit of an expert, maybe. Oh, I don't know. He says he'll do some research. She says in her dream there was a shark. And he says he'll look into it, and no more fooling around with the occult. Daddy's waving his finger and saying, no, stop it. Stop it. Bad Jill. Thank you, and your little bottom. Next day, we see two people walking down a trail in the woods, and they come to a picnic table and sit down. The guy asks the girl if she wants to eat now, and she's like, yeah, I skipped breakfast. Let's eat before we swim. And the dude was like, oh, should we really do that? Should we should we eat before we swim? Ah, uh, nerd. And then she says, oh, but first I want to catch some rays. And she takes her top off, and so now she's in a bikini top. This dude is awkward as fuck. Like, he has never been around titties in a bikini top before in his entire life. I'd be surprised if, he, if he's even seen pictures before, just because he's so awkward right now in this scene. Good God. They eat a bit, and he's. it just seems like he's trying to awkwardly ask her out. They, he says, like, oh, you know, we went to prom or whatever, and it's like, uh. But then he sees the fucking ghost, uh, the Ouija shark, and he goes, what the hell is that? So we see Ouija shark 
So basically, it's a it's a puppet chart, like a rubber puppet by the looks of it, but it's transparent because Ouija Shark, right? And it's nibbling on some bushes for some fucking reason. I, I don't understand this part. Like, they just cut to it. It's like hovering over some bushes, and it's like... Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe it was eating an animal, but it just looked like it was nibbling on some bushes. Very weird. The girl trembles a bit and asks if that's a shark, and the guy asks, or a ghost, and they run off in opposite directions, so this dude is dying a virgin 100%. He fucked this up because he was so awkward and dilly-dallying. So listen, if you're in a place in your life and you're like, oh, should I ask that person out? Should I not do it? Because you never fucking know when you're going to be in the woods and a goddamn ghost shark or Ouija shark or something is going to come out and murder you. I'm just saying. If you can't listen to me, then who the fuck can you listen to? Oh god, don't listen to me. Don't listen to anything I say. I'm terrible at giving advice. Hi everybody, I'm Josh. And I'm Brett. If you're looking for a different horror podcast, one that stands out from the rest... Well, don't look here. (laughs) Absolutely not. Every week we talk about our favorite horror movies and some of our favorite aspects of those horror movies. So that's something that interests you? Check us out. The only thing that sets us apart is that it's us. So if you like the sound of our voices... Check us out at the Evil Desk Podcast. Wherever it is that you find podcasts. G'day, g'day, g'day. Don't skip... Let me interrupt the podcast that you're currently listening to with some blatant self-promotion. What do you get when you mix two Aussie mates, a splash of booze, well, more than a splash, and some microphones? You get Cheers Big Ears, hosted by myself, the Chad, and my mate, Matt, and sometimes, but more often than not now, my missus, Bobby. It's a podcast of adult beverages and not-so-adult conversation. It's not serious. Far from it. Well, except for that one episode, but that was just that one. We're available wherever you get your podcast fix. Cheers, big ears. Are you crafty? Do you care about the environment? Then you should check out Crafty Star Studio. Owned and operated by Lisa Gorman, Crafty Star sells products that have the planet in mind. The products are made from materials that are reused, compostable, or recyclable. Go to craftystarstudio.ca and check out the amazing selection of products today and support a small business that supports saving the planet. Ouija Shark chases him around the woods. The girl is is hiding behind a tree, and she's like, oh, thank God it's going after him first. So um, I think maybe him dying is just dodging a bullet because she kind of seems like a shitty fucking person. Just saying. He hides behind a tree, and the shark finds him and opens its mouth. We don't really see anybody, like, die in this movie, per se. Like, we know they're dead, but we don't really see any gore or anything. It is what it is. This happens a lot. We know the drill. We go back to the girl, and she's like, Okay, go shark thingy, you already ate, now go away. It starts chasing her through the woods, and she tries to defend herself with a fucking stick. There's so many reasons why that's dumb, and I don't need to explain any of them to anybody, because it should be pretty obvious. The shark attacks her, and then we just see her stick, and a bunch of blood splash up against a tree. We go back to the house, Donna sits by the pool, smoking a joint, She's laughing to herself like, Haha, I'm all alone. And then says, hey, that's something you don't see every day. We cut to across the pool. We see floating above is the Ouija shark staring at her. 
She calls the shark over. Hey, sharky, sharky. This is some good shit. So it comes up. It flies up to her, like right up to her. And she's like, whoa, dude, personal space. Want a hit? And the fucking Ouija shark starts sniffing and taking a hit of the joint. Amazing. This is everything I have lived for in a single moment. Mwah. And then Donna is like, so, like, are you a balloon or something? The shark bites her, and she just disappears in a flash of light, and both her and the Ouija shark are gone. One by one, the girls start coming out of the house, and they're all hungover as fuck. Jill asks if anyone has seen the Ouija board, but no one knows where it is. And Jill gets mad it's missing and asks if one of them took it. And then they start arguing, and then they stop and realize they have no food. So I guess maybe they're hangry. But also, like, Jill, you guys fucking left the Ouija board on the ground. Like, they were like, okay, we're done, and then just left it on the ground and walked away. If you wanted to keep it fucking safe, bring it inside. Like, what are you doing? Why are you getting mad at these people for no good fucking reason, Jill? Fuck you. Anyways, one of the girls, uh, Jen, offers to go get food at the store, and so she leaves. Now we're with Emily's dad, and he's doing the research, and he says, Oh, here's something. The shark may have many meanings as a spirit animal or something, and one taking the animal as its totem must be ready for its appetite. And all kinds of nonsense about summoning a shark spirit and that it's ill-advised. Well, like, fucking duh. Then he lays down some tarot cards and narrates every card he turns over. And it basically tells him his daughter is in danger. Because we fucking needed tarot cards to figure that one out. Idiot. Now we're back with Jen as she's heading to the store. As she's walking along the path, she finds the Ouija board and asks what it's doing there. And then she thinks about taking it, and she's like, no, fuck that, and she decides to leave it there. Which is, I mean, I guess we learn later it probably would have helped her if she had the board, but in any normal situation, yes, you find a random Ouija board, fucking leave it, don't touch it, just walk away. Don't even look at it, forget about it immediately. In a parking lot, a woman goes up to a cop and says her daughter came up here with a boy, and now she's missing. So it's the hikers we saw earlier, the fucking virgin boy who's never seen tits before. The cop says she's technically not a missing person because she hasn't been gone that long. She's apparently only been gone for like four hours. So the cop is basically just assumed that these two are off in the woods fucking somewhere, which is a pretty reasonable assumption, I would say. And as I'm recording this right now, there is a hornet flying around, just bashing into the fucking ceiling. I don't even have any windows open. I don't know how it got in here. Now he's just hanging out on the window. All right, I think he's going to leave me alone. He better not fucking sting me while I'm doing this shit. Little fucking side rant, I fucking hate wasps, hornets, those, not bees, I don't have a problem with bees, bees do something. Wasps and hornets contribute absolutely fucking nothing to the ecosystem, to, to anything. They should, uh, they should all just fucking die, but anyways. This uh, parking lot cop gives her his card and she leaves. He then calls someone and asks them to check out the trail uh, that the teens went missing on. And we learn it's his brother-in-law. And he's at a fucking bar, drinking on duty. And the cop says, get down or I'll forget my wife is your sister and fire you. So the douchey cop agrees. But then he just starts, like, chit-chatting with the bartender. And she reminds him that, like, he's been here for, like, an hour and a half. So he's not just here for his fucking lunch hour. Like, his lunch hour is long over. 
And then he orders another beer. Worst cop ever. Fuck you. And then the cop says, I don't even know why I come here. And the bartender, who was very, very busty, says, I thought it's because you were trying to look down my shirt. He looks at her chest and says, oh, yeah, <laughs> guess I'll see you at church on Sunday. And then he gets up and leaves. <laughs> so not only that, I think they're actually serious about the Sunday church thing. So not only is he a piece of garbage, but he does actually also go to church, which I think is actually true for a lot of people now that I say it out loud. Yeah, never mind. That tracks. So this cop starts walking up some fucking stairs and decides that here is a good place to take a piss. And then... He starts hearing Ouija Shark growl, and it comes out of the wall, and it gets him. Also, this cop is pissing in the middle of a stairwell, which looked like it was indoors. So, like, that's public urination right there, for one. Ugh, whatever. He's a fucking asshole. He's dead anyways. Who gives a shit? Back in the woods with Jen, it looks like she's on her way back from getting groceries, and she spots Ouija Shark behind some trees, and she starts running as the shark chases after her. She hides behind a tree and she says to herself, he wants the groceries and throws the bag and runs. Listen, I know you're in a dangerous situation and you're probably like, oh, I'm just going to do like whatever I can to get out of it. Don't be fucking stupid about it though. Like use your head. Come on. Oh yeah. I bet this hungry shark wants the apples that I bought. No. He is going to munch on your titties. I'm sorry, that's what Ouija Shark does. <laughs> I make no apologies for it. No, he doesn't just nibble on titties. He eats the whole body. He's a loving Ouija Shark. He pays attention to the whole body, baby. So yeah, she runs away. It continues to chase after her, obviously, because yeah, it doesn't want the fucking groceries. And she goes up against a tree and it gets her. It, basically, we see its mouth open. So she's fucking dead. Back at the house, Jill and Emily are sitting outside. Emily's dad calls and he tells her she needs to find the original owner of the board because they've entrapped an animal spirit in there. She says they can't even find the board now and he says like, you need to find it. And then he's going to go consult a medium. And then he says, listen, you've avoided it for years, but our family has a connection with the occult, which is probably why the board chose you in the first place. You need to use that same connection to help find the owner. And she's like, okay, if you say so, bye, daddy. Like, how the fuck is that going to help? He doesn't explain this occult, what, like, what? what is it? Is she psychic? Is she a witch? No, nothing. Just, like, use your occult, use the force of something. I don't know what the force is, but, uh, use it. Like, uh, useless. Father of the fucking year. Kim is about to get in the pool, and she sees an arm floating. It was Donna's. And she bends down to reach, and Jill says, No! But the shark comes up and nabs her, so she's fucking dead. As Jill runs, fucking Tiffany is at the gate. And she's like, Hey, what did I miss? This girl has been gone for like 24 hours at least, and no one has wondered where she is, or... I don't know. Like, she's been with this other guy washing a car for 24 hours because she's wearing the same fucking thing. And I'm assuming she didn't go back to the house last night. So, yeah, this one girl has just been fucking missing. Like, we just completely forgot about her. And then we go back with parking lot cop. He's in the woods. He's trying to call the other cop, and he keeps getting mad because all he's getting is his fucking voicemail. He starts walking down the path, and he finds the bag of groceries that fucking Jen threw and asks the age-old question, what the hell's going on around here? 
that's just pretty much what I ask myself every fucking morning when I wake up. And I'm just like, what fucking dumb shit am I going to have to deal with today? Like, well, what the hell's going on here? Emily and Tiffany are running down the path and they hide behind a tree. And Tiffany asks if it's still following them and like, what's going on? And then she's like, go sharks. Who even knew that was a thing? And then Jill explains that she thinks the shark came from the fucking board. And so Jill tells Tiffany to get down and the shark flies over them. So it doesn't even see them. Like they just duck and it's like, oh, then saw nothing. Nope. So they start heading the other way. But then Tiffany's phone fucking rings and it alerts the shark. She falls. Jill goes to help her. But Tiffany's like, no, go on without me. Get back to your car. And then fucking Jill is like, uh, okay, but, uh, get up and run. And then so she fucks off. Tiffany doesn't run. Like, she does stand up, but the shark gets her, like, as soon as she fucking gets up. Jill makes it back to the car, which at this point I realize is weird, because they're staying at a house in a suburban neighborhood, and she's fucking parked in a parking lot. Like, oh, holy fucking tongue twister, Batman. Fucking parked in a park parking lot. Parked in a park parking lot. That's just fun to say. Um, yeah. But anyways, she opens the trunk of the car... And puts on a leather jacket and some boots. Essential for Ouija shark hunting, I believe, obviously. And then grabs a shotgun out of the trunk and heads into the woods. She's hiding behind a tree when a fucking hooded figure hands her the Ouija board. And says the board belongs to him. And the shark was placed into the board by him. And she says he's the only one that can stop it. He tried to work with the magic, but he hasn't been able to. And he says they need to return the shark to the board or it'll keep killing. Duh. They spot the shark and duck, and again, somehow it doesn't fucking see them. And the fucking hooded figure is gone. He's disappeared, just leaving the Ouija board behind. But don't worry, we'll see him later. <laughs> Jill's dad is with a medium now, fucking crystal ball and all, and he says he just wants to know if he can help his daughter. She says his daughter is in danger now, the beast is hunting her. She says she'll distract it, but she has to be careful because if it senses them, it'll turn its attention to them. And he says it's a risk he's willing to take. She says they should be fine as long as she lets go of the crystal ball before it turns its attention to them. So, okay. And now we're back with Jill in the woods. She's walking with a shotgun and we hear the shark as it appears above her and she shoots it. She runs, it follows, and then she uses the fucking Ouija board as a shield and the shark leaves her alone as she runs into a cabin. So somehow this board also acts as a shield against the shark. Sure. Back with the medium, she's holding the crystal ball and she says Jill is in peril. And her dad says, you have to distract it. And the medium says, it's too dangerous. So he grabs the fucking ball and starts yelling for the shark. The shark appears, he starts screaming, and then there's like spinning smoke and he disappears. And the medium is just like, mama told me there'd be days like this. <laughs> Which I am positive is a line that was in another movie I did recently for this show. But I, I can't remember what movie it was. But I swear to God, this exact same line was in there. If anybody else remembers, let me know. Because I fucking don't. <laughs> Back in the woods, parking lot cop. He's walking through the woods and saying how cold it is. I think they maybe shot some scenes um, in the wintertime as like pickup shots. Because there's a bit of snow on the ground. So they're like, oh, it's unreasonably cold here right now. <laughs> Uh, which, whatever, it works. And then we see the shark start to follow him. He sees it, shoots his gun, and he starts running. He runs into the cabin Jill ran into. He pounds on the door for a bit, and Jill finally lets him in and closes the door. 
the shark gets there and then stops as the door and it's like, oh damn, can't get in there. And it's like, you're a ghost shark. Okay, well, Ouija shark, but why can't it fucking go through walls? Like, I know Jill has the board or whatever, but it, it still doesn't make any fucking sense. Whatever. Parking lot cop and Jill sit down and Jill tells him they have a chance to end this, but he has to do whatever she says. She asks where the planchette is and he's like, here, use this. And he slams his fucking handgun down on the table to use as a fucking planchette. The... This is a Canadian-made movie, but this is some American bullshit if I've ever seen it. Like, there's probably a thousand other things in that cabin they're in that they could have used as a planchette, as opposed to a gun. But whatever. <laughs> so, they use it as a planchette, and Jill starts asking if there's anyone there that can help, and it spells out, Dad, and she realizes what this means. He spells out, I love you, and then he goes to goodbye. And then we're in fucking heaven or somewhere in the clouds and her dad is fucking fighting the Ouija shark. Also, he now realizes he's dead. Like, how did he not figure that out when he was communicating through a fucking Ouija board? Like, how? And he's like, oh, wait, this means I'm dead. Great job, Captain Obvious, you fucking idiot. Anyways, the shark starts shooting fucking fireballs out of its mouth because that's something it can do now. Jill's dad is hit like a couple times, but then he starts using his occult training and makes fucking Doctor Strange like shields out of his hands. And then he starts like deflecting the fucking fireballs and then him and the shark like run into each other. We cut to a wide shot and we just see a poof of smoke where I guess they demolished each other. And then we go back in the cabin. The cop asks if he won. And he's like, what's stronger than a shark? And Jill says, love in the human spirit? Ugh, no. <laughs> Fuck off. You want to know what's stronger than love in the human spirit and a shark? An Apache helicopter. The Ouija shark appears in the cabin and starts growling. And Jill shoots it and says, Fuck you, bitch face. That's, well, at least that's what the subtitle said. The subtitle says, fuck you, bitch face. But I thought she said, fuck you, fish face, which would also work. I, I feel like they could have used that line. Like I said, maybe the subtitles are just wrong. Not that important. The cop says it's not working. And Jill says, maybe this will. This is for my dad, you aquatic douchebag. And she shoots the Ouija board and it starts to spark and then immediately disappears. And then so does the shark. The cop asks if she could use a drink. And she's like, yeah, and some sushi. He says, too soon, too soon. They leave the cabin and the camera pans up. We go back into the house and the hooded figure is there with the Ouija board and he makes a phone call. Now, who do you think he calls? Yes, that's right. He calls Donald Trump in the White House. We cut to the White House and the phone is ringing and right beside it is a mega hat. The president picks up the phone and says, Yes, who is this? The hooded figure tells him, mission accomplished on the East Coast, and that the project appears to have been a success. Oh, that's so great. How did the experiments go? I need to know how they went. The hooded figure says it went well, and that soon it can go worldwide. The president then says, prepare phase two of Operation Ouija Shark. It's going to be huge. And then he starts laughing maniacally, and then we roll to credits. Holy shit balls. What a fucking blast that was. Good god. I mean, this was just an this was just fun. I got to say my favorite kill or maybe the best kill in the movie is uh Donna at the pool, the pool girl. 
just because of the joint. Like, it was just so fucking funny. Um, but also because her name is Donna, and that's the name of someone, I won't say exactly who, but fuck them. It's not an ex-girlfriend, and it's not my biological mother. I'll just say that, but fuck them. Um, poster expectations, listen, we all know what we got in the poster is not what anything looked like in this movie. The shark was a rubber doll, the bikini babe on the poster, as I said, definitely wasn't in this movie, but we did have plenty of bikini babes, so no complaints about that. A lot of attractive women in this movie, good for them, but yes, if you're looking at the poster and you're expecting that, like, caliber of art in this movie you're not going to find it so i knew what i was getting into but yeah i mean the pros it's an absolutely fun movie it's ridiculous the shark was practical cons i mean honestly i just had a good time i mean i wanted more gore but i mean i always do but ultimately it's just a fun dumb fucking ride i i just had a good time with it so yeah, this if you're looking to like put something on late at night when you're super stoned or really drunk, I think this is a movie you could definitely get away with putting on with a bunch of friends and just having a good time with it. But that's just me. I'm a little bit fucking weird. But anyways, that's all I have this week. Don't forget to check me out on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all at Bucket of Chum Podcast, or you can check out bucketofchumpodcast.com and we currently have a Patreon page now. Patreon.com forward slash Bucket of Chum. Help support the podcast on there. And as always, I will see you guys next time for a brand new episode of Bucket of Chum. Bucket of Chum.